study, 55% of men say their preferred alcoholic drink is beer. The other 45% say it's beers. There you go. So uh, we had sworn off late night joke offs for a while because they uh, were never funny. Right. We might have to do this one coming up. Late night joke off on Epstein's death. Oh, I can't even imagine how they go about that. So maybe we'll uh, do that this half hour. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And there's uh, they're raiding uh, Epstein's Porny Island, uh, Rapey Island, and uh, got details coming out of that. What a scumbag! I, I've I've always been bothered. I don't know why. This is just in my DNA. I really hate super powerful rich people who get away with stuff. Mm. It's always just really bothered me. And when I see that smug sob on TV and various pictures and videos, he's just so happy with himself because he does whatever he wants. Yeah. Morally, financially, whatever. I was reading more about his uh, rapey assistant slash girlfriend, that Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, this this chick was evil. I mean, she was evil like out of a, a horror movie. She's as evil as him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there she is in this, that, and the other high, high-level social setting. Rubbing elbows with the highest and mightiest. Oh, look, there she is in the second row slash front row because of the seating uh, at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Wow. Yeah. What is going on? Odd. One quick note. Got this note from Jared in Missouri, frequent uh, correspondent. No way did Mr. I want my head and penis cryogenically preserved kill himself. He wanted to live forever. Well, Jared, uh, you have intelligence, sir, but uh, may I add just a little bit, maybe a little bit of wisdom to your mix? A guy who's an egomaniac like that, thinks he's a god, that's like a bubble. It's inflated, and it's it's fragile. And I would think he was brought to earth so brutally, he could not square his reality with his image, with his mental image of what reality should be. And he decided to kill himself. Um, so, I, yeah, I think absolutely a guy like that would kill himself if he found himself in, the, in those circumstances. I mean, I hate to even bring it up, but um, one of the reasons uh, the former chancellor of Germany uh, in the 30s and 40s, whose name escapes me, one of the reasons he offed himself was he could not square his reality with his image of what ought to be. So, the old uh, 38 caliber good night. Hashtag Clinton body count. Um, sorry? That, uh, you kind of shoved that in. They kind of pasted that one on, in my opinion. That, uh, Bing it. <laughs> <laughs> We've given up the G word here at the Armstrong and Getty Show. G is for Getty, not g- 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 you know what. I used DuckDuckGo over the weekend instead of Google, and then right. uh, yesterday I was on Bing, see which I like better, but. I'm getting away from Google. Google is a force for evil, oppression, profiteering, uh, surveillance, cooperating with the communist Chinese, uh, and, and, and there are other options. Duck, duck, go things. DDG it. Well, you know what? Uh, where's the nearest blankety blank? DDG it. Don't, don't, don't Google it. Boo! Different topic. This is beautiful. Oh, man, I was going to tease this this way, but we didn't have time, so I'm just going to hit you with it. This is a master class, a 400-level university class 
in biased journalism. Trump administration reinterpreted, re-implemented, or announced it was going to some old-timey, long-time immigration regulations. Uh, passed, I believe, in the 1880s. Wow. We're a nation of immigrants, and these are the rules that uh, were established back in the day that people were pouring in, um, you know, perhaps even more than now, although I'd have to check those numbers. We're letting in, you know, a million people a year. But um, if you're going to be a ward of the state, you can't come in. you got to show means of support for yourself. We can't have people flooding in. And bilking the taxpayer. I was trying to look up how many other countries do it that way, because that's very common around the world, what percentage of countries. Like, if you go to Canada, I had a buddy who wanted to move to Canada. He had to prove that he could support himself, get a job. Because of racism. Because of racism. Right? You, your buddy was, was no, Mexican. No, because why would and... any country let somebody in that was immediately going to have to be supported by taxpayers? Why would you do that? Right, right. And um, although I did hear one Democratic congressperson yesterday say, well, when they put on the Statue of Liberty that you have to have a certain amount of money to get in, that's when I'll support it. Probably worth repeating this. So that was that pandering or you're just a friggin moron. Two choices. (laughs) You're either lying or you're a friggin moron. Those are the two choices. Right. So here's it's probably worth repeating that whole give me your huddled masses, blah, blah, blah. It's a lovely sentiment, and it's a nice poem by Emma Lazarus that was written to help raise money to build the, the, the base of the Statue of Liberty, the statue itself, a gift from France. And, and thank you, France. Very kind of you. I meant to write a thank you note, but I'm bad at stuff like that. Anyway, uh, it's a poem to raise money for the thing. A poem is not eternal national policy. It's just a damn poem. Anyway. So here's the headline in the Wall Street Journal about, well, it's clear what it's about from the headline. Trump administration to deny green cards to legal immigrants who draw from social programs. The long and short of it being, listen, you're a lawful immigrant, we let you in, but you're on the dole. You're leeching off the taxpayers. In a way, you know, uh, excessively. We're not going to give you a permanent green card. You're not pulling your weight. We can't import millions and millions of deadbeats. Okay? So, again, Trump administration to deny green cards to legal immigrants who draw from social programs. It's a long headline, but that's pretty damn solid. Listen to this from the New York Times who I descri- uh, heard described by a longtime New York New York Times staffer or uh, writer as a completely different newspaper. We've gone from reporting the news to advocating a pers- certain position. That's why the paper exists now. We know that. Or as Laura Logan said on our show, I read a story in the New York Times and I can't find a single fact. Yeah, a news story. So, um, again, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting myself because I'm an idiot and rude. Trump administration to deny green cards to legal immigrants who draw from social programs. Here's your New York Times headline. Trump Trump policy favors wealthier immigrants for green cards. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And that's that that informs your reader as to what is going on. Yep. Very good job. Trump policy favors wealthier immigrants. (sighs) If you don't read the news, you're uninformed. If you do, you're misinformed. 
I, I can't wait till this is polled if if the question is written in a uh, unbiased way, which I, is you know a big if. I guarantee you, the majority of Americans are okay with this as a uh, shift in the way we do immigration. So just so you know what's going on, the Trump administration issued a rule. I'm going to quote from the Wall Street Journal. Issued a rule that would disqualify legal immigrants from permanent residency if they use certain public assistance programs and block prospective applicants deemed likely to need them. The rule, issued by the Department of Homeland Security on Monday, one of the most sweeping elements of the administration's bid to create what officials described as a tighter, more discerning U.S. immigration system. Like most other countries have. I actually don't know it's most other countries. I should research that before I say it. I know of countries. Oh, I countries. guarantee you it's, it's as you described, with the exception of a few, like, third world, uh, uh, you know what, whole countries <laughs> that are just desperate for anybody to show up because they've got a continual outflow. Critics of the regulation said it could hurt poor immigrants and result in widespread confusion in migrant communities. Democratic state attorneys general are expected to challenge the rule in court. It would that hurt poor is immigrants. News reporting. It would hurt poor immigrants, but you know what? Are you, what are you going to do? Um, uh, the confusion part. I don't know what you're supposed to do about that. How's it so confusing? Well, that, bring that, something to the potluck. If you can't bring anything to this potluck, don't come. Right. You know, it's funny, and I'm glad you brought that up. That whole, this will create confusion and fear in the immigrant community. is used as an argument against all sorts of common sense immigration regulations or enforcement. There's so much fear. Right? Well, your problem then is misinformation and fear. Deal with that. You know, these speed limits on roads are causing so much uncertainty, so much fear among drivers. They don't know if they'll be in violation. The problem ain't the speed limit. I get so tired of that argument. I mean, you're, you're, it's, and, and so much of progressive politics can be described this way. It's so paternalistic. It assumes everybody's an idiot or should be an idiot. Nobody should be asked, asked to figure out what's going on. Follow the rules. Nobody should ask be asked to to be an adult, or or or, or inform each other, or d- dig in and find out why. Well, right, what are these rules? I guess I'm supposed to follow them. It's just it's paternalistic and it's pathetic, and it's no way to run a country. I'm looking at the headlines on the Today Show, CBS this morning. All headlines imply some sort of this is mean. There's right. no headline that says, hey, taxpayers, you don't have to support people who bring no skills to the country anymore. Right. And we'll immediately be on the public dole. And again, you people who live in these theoretical worlds taught to you by the media and your college professors. We've talked to pros and, and we'd love to hear from you right now. Do you work in social services? Mailbag at Armstrong and is the email address. Mailbag at Armstrong and We've heard it over and over again from people who actually do this. You have entire apartment complexes, and and, and many of them in major metro areas, where people of a particular ethnicity or country of origin or whatever, they gather, they get the word, that's where our peeps live. And they teach each other how to get on the social services roles and get lots and lots of free benefits from the taxpayers. And, And they come mostly from countries where that stuff doesn't exist or they wouldn't be here. And, and they laugh at how easy it is and how stupid American taxpayers are. I'm not trying to starve anybody. I'm not a cruel person. But, you again, you people who operate in a theoretical universe, you have no idea what's going on. Um, so if you know anything about this, text us or email us. Text line is 415-295-KFTC. We've already gotten some interesting texts on this. And this story 
Bosses are practicing on robots on how to fire people. <laughs> it's, it's actually happening. I'm sorry, R2-D2, but your work is just not up to snuff. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I assume you're playing Mr. Roboto because we're going to talk about bosses practicing on robots for firing people. I heard this song the other day on the radio. It's unbelievably stupid. I saw Sticks on this tour. It was the stupidest concert. <laughs> it's really stupid. It's terrible. They played like a 20-minute video, like movie, to try to explain the theme, but it didn't really hold together. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, this is our new favorite thing from presidential candidate Marianne Williamson. Americans are slow to wake up. Once we do wake up, we slam it like nobody's business. Slam it. I'm running for president because it is time for this generation of Americans to slam it. Yes! Yes! Who's with me? We were mentioning the president's new uh, proposal that you have to be able to support yourself if you want to come into this country, which uh, I said... um, Jack, we're a nation of immigrants. Which I said is like the way most other countries, a lot of other countries do it. And uh, we got this text from somebody. No, it is not like most other countries. It's like nearly all other countries. <laughs> we stand corrected. Uh, yeah, a Trump official just said this morning, bring us your tired and your poor who can stand on their own two feet. Boy, you present it that way to uh, Americans? I'll bet that's an 85% in the polls. And we take in an amazing number of refugees who can't. Right, that's a but, different, t- that's a different uh, category. Exactly, exactly. Where are the adults? Who are the people who will get past the, the the immediate emotional reaction to a story or a policy and will think, well, that's, that is sad, but we've got to be practical and think about budgets and the rest of it. What has happened to adulthood in this country? Good Lord. As USA Today has these numbers, about half of immigrant-led households receive some kind of welfare benefit that's compared to 30% for native-born. So half for immigrant, 30% native-born. You throw in kids, and it goes up to three-quarters for immigrant-led and half for native-born. That's including everybody, though. If you make it illegals, of course, you know, in theory, you don't let illegals in at all, but we do. Uh, For illegals, it's uh, 85%, according to some numbers, are on some sort of uh, assistance. Mm -hmm. What kind of country allows people to sneak in and then the vast majority, four out of five, get on some government assistance? Who, what kind of a country does that? Yeah. Well, we're one where the Republicans and Democrats are in on it for their own reasons, and we've discussed that a thousand exactly. times. Exactly. You know, the whole, uh, a lot of the crying and wailing about the immigration raids in Mississippi have just been stupid and silly. But I do, you know, there I've heard some interviews with families saying, we've been here from 20, for 20 years. All our kids are American citizens now. Why now? And why now? Why here? You know, I got sympathy for them. Both yeah. parties have been complicit sure. for decades. 
Uh, we'll be talking about that throughout the morning, and we might have to hit more of this later as uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and virtual reality become more of daily life. They've got this uh, this robot guy, Barry. Look at Barry. Look how good a robot he is. Well, Hello, Barry. A point of clarification. A, uh, that's virtual reality is not a robot. That's not a real-life thing. That's the, Somebody puts on the, the goggles that you guys wore about a year or so back, and that person appears, okay. and, and they practice on a, a gotcha. virtual digital thing. Gotcha. But it looks like you're talking to a person yes. you know, yes. in your goggles or whatever. And his name is... And the fans start to chant... Barry. Barry is its name. And you get to practice soft management skills on Barry. Yes. Such as how to fire someone without causing a scene. If you're too blunt with Barry, he'll put his head in his hands and cry. Oh, that's uh, so sad. Other missteps could cause him to shout and yell. Oh. <laughs> so you can practice firing your virtual reality, dude. And because uh, they only I could see the usefulness of that. Sure, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, but here, the, the only goal is not causing a scene, not humanity or making them feel better or showing them you care or anything like that. It's the same just, thing, just isn't Just not it? causing a scene. You no, just don't want the them to freak thing. out. You're just worried about the other employees finding out. Right. Um, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? More reports of the Chinese military massing on the Hong Kong border. Hunt is on for more of Epstein's co-conspirators and the latest on how to protect yourself from hotel bedbugs. Is, do you get to practice frog marching them out the front door with a cardboard box of their belongings, even though they've worked there for 15 years and been a model employee and friend? Acting like they're a criminal and you right. don't know them? <laughs> My favorite modern friend. <laughs> Sanders blasting the Washington Post for bad coverage of his campaign. And on CNN, they're really troubled by, okay, so Trump uh, complains about the media, and now Bernie is? This isn't good. The media isn't good. Yeah, the media isn't good. (laughs) Why is everybody complaining about the food? Everybody, young people, old people, (laughs) people who like plain food, like everybody hates the food. There's too much complaining. Well, that's one explanation. (laughs) Uh, We do have some breaking news here on the whole tariff with China thing. Here's here's Marsha Phillips. Well, we've got the U.S. Trade Representative announcing today that certain items are being removed from the China tariff list. The Mm. removal based on health safety, national security, and other factors, they will face uh, uh, they will not face additional tariffs of 10%. Meanwhile, tariffs for other things, including cell phones, laptops, computer monitors, and some footwear and clothing, those are going to be delayed now until December the 15th. Interesting. I wonder how they made those decisions. I'll bet various companies were lobbying like crazy. Hey, can yeah. you throw us on the list? Yeah. Our Is, shoes? Go ahead and throw those on the list for security concerns or something. Is that because of a negotiating dynamic that we don't know about? Uh, China's given in on something and we said, yeah, okay, well, we'll play ball. Or is it just purely domestic politics? I do not know, and I wonder. Nope. All right. They're supposedly going to release more details later today, the U.S. Trade Representative. But that is the uh, headline from the uh, release earlier this morning. Meanwhile, the world is watching as a massive convoy of vehicles belonging to the Chinese Paramilitary People's Armed Police, or PAP, has reportedly moved near the border of Hong Kong. Chinese state-run media releasing uh, footage showing the armored vehicles massing in the area. The People's Daily said 
They're just traveling for a drill. That's all this is. Who's that for? Yeah, I don't know. It works. That sort of crap works. Yeah. I have no idea why. Meanwhile, all the flights... Yeah, the meaningless debating society that is the UN is uh, probably the only people on Earth saying, well, it's just a drill, so we don't have to have a committee meeting on it. Meanwhile, all the flights at Hong Kong International have been canceled for the second day in a row amid the anti-government protests, the fifth day of protests at the airport... The uh, the uh, pro democracy demonstrations are now into their tenth week, and the, two and a half months. And the Chinese media is pointing out that anti-government protesters in Hong Kong are quote asking for self-destruction. That's what the Chinese media is put, uh, putting out today. How do you even do that? How do you even protest something for two and a half months? You got a job. You got a pay bills, don't you? Uh, yeah, I just think there are enough people who show up every day to keep the numbers up. Top congressional leaders are looking for answers following Jeffrey Epstein's death. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler and Ranking Member Doug Collins have sent a letter to the Acting Director of the Bureau of Prisons requesting answers to 23 questions about the agency's intake protocol and suicide prevention program. Epstein found hanged in a cell in a federal prison in Manhattan over the weekend. And as the multiple investigations into his death gather momentum, focus is shifting to Epstein's ex-girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, who many of Epstein's alleged victims say kept the multimillionaires' homes stocked with underage girls and tutored them with how to behave, how to walk, how to talk, how to dress, and other things. How to be quiet and subservient and not resist and that sort of thing. She was the worst sort of uh, child rapist. Yep. Like Epstein himself. She is the primary person who's talked about again and again and again, and the AG said they're investigating others. And remember, she's in Europe, and if she's charged with a crime, she will be extradited. She's not going to be able to avoid justice if she is in Europe. Just making everything clear. We we did get this text, uh, Marshall. So we're discussing whether the People's Assistance Patrol or PAP actually is on a training exercise or is amassing on the border. And someone said here, if you spread a false story about it, it is a PAP smear. That is not helpful. From the text line. Not helpful. Do not text again. Okay, I will block them. Thank you. Not dropping out. Democratic well, president. Well, and, and on the Chinese story, we also yeah. received this uh, charming and insightful uh, piece of input. Input. The uh, Chinese are calling training for their impending invasion of Hong Kong Preparation H. I don't think that's accurate. I don't think it's A lot funny. of misinformation. Folks. Yeah, there uh, is. Helpful. Fake news. Fake news. Stop texting. Not dropping out, Democratic presidential candidate uh, Representative Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii is going to be away from the campaign trail for two weeks as she reports for active duty with the Hawaiian Army National Guard. Gabbard is actually heading to Indonesia, where she's going to be taking part in joint training exercises with the Indonesian Army. Maybe she can get 2% in Indonesia. <laughs> she, oh, well, that was cruel. What? Oh, it's accurate. So oh. I don't believe she ha- would have had any choice. I don't think no. she could have said no, no. So that's what she's doing. Good for her. Yep. I mean, she's an admirable woman. Very bright, interesting, attractive. <laughs> By the way, uh, Gabbard is, as you were saying, polling very low, about 1% or so, and has not qualified for the third Democratic uh, debate in September. She probably sees the writing on the wall. Yeah. 
Now, my friends, if you're worried about bed bugs in hotels and you want to keep them from getting into your luggage, I do. A bug expert is advising you keep your bags in the hotel bathroom. Apparently, huh. uh, you should never put your luggage into the hotel closet or on the bed or other upholstered surfaces. And they're saying even the luggage rack can harbor bed bugs in its legs if the legs are hollow. Only, oh, time, boy. only time I've ever gotten bed bugs from a hotel. It was a really nice, expensive hotel. Right. It's the only time I've ever had it happen. I've stayed in a lot of crappy hotels all across the country never gotten bed bugs. Right. Expensive ones are where international travelers That's go. That's it. And they have bed bugs in their gear sometimes. That's it. So, so gross. You want to keep your luggage safe? Put them in the bathtub. That's the best. That's the best and safest place to. to uh, yeah, it's fine unless you're in like New York or San Francisco, where there's barely room for your arse in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show. That's the conscience of the nation. I feel like we need to get to this uh, Chris Cuomo tape that yes, I've, that I've you only, read my mind. I've only read about it, and we've got texters saying, "How come you haven't played it yet?" It's so funny. But... I know, I know. We've got to get on it. Chris oh. Cuomo wanting to fight a Trump supporter. Words were thrown back and forth. Now, what the guy called Cuomo is being called the N word for Italian Americans. <laughs> Oh, really? I hadn't heard that. Oh, yeah. And I think Trump's <laughs> tweeted about it. So, yeah, we got all this on the yes. way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> oh, nice, Michael. So good. So you're going to have to set up this story for me. I don't know the participants. Chris Cuomo is an obnoxious, self-righteous, biased, pain-in-the-hiney CNN uh, anchor. He was hanging out in uh, Shelter Island, New York. He's related to the other Cuomos that I've heard of, though? Yes. Yeah. And uh, and he is uh, he's terrible. He's so smug. And evidently some guy uh, <laughs> called him Fredo. In this bar he's in, um, for, well, what he said specifically was, um, wait a second, I have that. I know it was you, Fredo, which is a line from The Godfather, The Godfather Part 3, right? No, three? no, no, no. That's that's early on. That's when, that one? That's when they're down, yeah, that's when they're down in Cuba, mm. and uh, the revolution hits, and Michael grabs him by the face when all the S's going down, and they got to leave. Uh, they got to leave Havana, and he grabs him by the face. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart, and he kisses him on the lips. Right. That's kind of the break of their relationship because Fredo was his older brother, but didn't get to be the power because right. he was such a dope. <laughs> and then Fredo, spoiler alert, ends up uh, well, not alive. And he goes uh, out on Lake Tahoe on a boat. Right. Exactly, and does not come back. It's very odd. He may be there still. But the but, idea is that you're you're the member of the family that's kind of an embarrassment and needs to be taken care of. Right. Uh, one more note before we play it, Positive Sean. The actor who played Fredo only appeared in five movies, all of them nominated for Best Picture. Wow. That's, that's, that's a, pretty impressive. good movie trivia. But um, so anyway, anyway, I didn't know Rush Limbaugh regularly refers to Chris Cuomo as Fredo. That's, I, a, that's, a, pretty good, that's a pretty good blast. That is funny. Because yeah. his, his brother's governor and his dad was governor and... Oh, that's a good shot. Okay, so here's how it went. I hope this is bleeped. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. You must. Fredo is from the Godfather. He was our weak brother. Isn't that your and brother? And they used it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you Italian? Oh, Are you I, Italian? Got, I got a little bit. 
It's an insult to your people. It's an insult to your people. It's like the N-word for us. Wow. Is, that, is that a cool thing? You're a much more reasonable guy in person than you seem to be on television. Yeah, but if you want to play, then we'll play. If you got something you want to say about what I do on television, then say it. But don't be a fool me. Hey, listen. What? I don't want any problems. Yeah, you're going to have a big problem. What's the problem? It's a little different on TV. Don't f*** me like that. I didn't insult you. Don't call me Fredo. It's like I call you punk you like that? You want no, that to be your nickname? I didn't call you that. I, you I, called me Fredo. You know my name's not Fredo. I thought your name was. You did not think my name was Fredo. Don't be a liar. I you want to be a man. Stand listen, up like a man. Stand up, man. You want to be a man yeah. out here. Then own what you said. Listen, man, I don't have what? a problem with you, man. Yeah, you're going to have a problem. What? What are you going to do about I'll, it? I'll, I'll ruin you. you. I'll throw you down these stairs like a punk. Wow. Man, I don't know how nice. I feel about that. Because, I mean, yeah, nice. I, 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 I've never liked the whole, I get to walk up to celebrities and, and, and say anything I want to them, and they can't do anything back to me. He greeted him. Fact. Hey, Fredo. <laughs> and, you know, so, yeah, I'm not I'm not cool with that. Listen, I, I am not either. I feel guilty for how much I'm enjoying this, which is a great deal. On the other hand, Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity tweeted, good for Cuomo. He's out with his nine-year-old daughter's wife, and this guy's being a jackass in front of his yeah, family. That's the way I feel about it. In my humble opinion, Chris Cuomo has zero to apologize for. He deserves the apology. I, uh, that glad. is one of the more stand-up things I've heard uh, Sean Hannity say. I'm glad say Hannity said days, that, because I feel that way, too. That whole, you're an athlete, you're a movie star, so I can walk up and say anything to you in public, and you can't do anything about it, because people got their cell phones out. And if you respond anyway, then you're a jerk. I guess I, I've never liked that. Yeah, but I'm not anyway. that. Even though I can't stand Chris Cuomo. On the other hand, I'm not sure Fredo is like the N word for Italians. <laughs> that's that's quite a thing to yeah, say. Point, point of contention there, Mister Cuomo. <laughs> on but, the other hand, he's pissed. On the he's other hand, he might have to fight a guy. Donald J. Trump jumped into it with a tweet today, and of on course, the not often seen third hand, and that will of course calm things down. Yes, when, finally, mm-hmm. right? When Trump tweets about it; it will calm things down. Would Chris Cuomo be given a red flag for his recent rant? Filthy language and total loss of control. He shouldn't be allowed to have any weapon. He's nuts. <laughs> oh, that's about the, the red that's flag gun yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. Look at the <laughs> likes being racked up on the Twitter. It looks like a, 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 a slot machine in oh Vegas. God. The numbers are twirling so he fast. He shouldn't be allowed to have a weapon. He's nuts. <laughs> what? That's oh not God. that's not the same Donald Trump who's currently the president. No, right? that's the president of the United <laughs> States trolling someone just for his own amusement. Oh, wow! Bing bing bong bong bing bing. These are odd times. Oh, you think? Wow! I knew it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. That that might be the best scene in all of the Godfather movies. Yeah, that moment right then. Yeah, I have not seen those movies in a dog's age. They age in well. Two dogs' ages. They age well. It's not like you watch something and think, "Why did I like this so much?" It's not like that at all. Is three bad? Yes. Because it's bad, or is it bad in comparison to the magnificent masterpieces that one and two were? Jack, I, your opinion. I only saw it in the theater three. I've seen one and two each twenty times. Yeah. I only saw three in the theater, and I thought it was okay, and I've always wondered that. Was it because of the expectations, and, or is it actually bad? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Godfather 3. Well, okay. Well, I one don't and two are on that. freaking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Um, speaking of popular culture, if we're done kicking and or defending Chris Cuomo, who is obviously uh, uh, nuts and should not have a weapon. Fredo. We should add the clip of Fredo from The Godfather when he's standing up for us. I'm smart! I'm smart, too. Right. That's a great idea. That's what Chris Cuomo is saying. Five minutes late. That's something smart people say all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. 
Um, I hesitate to bring this up because there may be, well, there's very little that is more over-discussed by baby boomers than Woodstock. Mm. Freaking, freaking Woodstock. Um, perhaps the Beatles. Now, I'm a huge Beatles fan, but enough. I've heard enough. If I'd like to listen to the music, and I often do, I will do that. I don't need any more discussion. On the other hand, if you're into the rock and roll music like I am, one thing to know about Woodstock, and I've wondered this for years. Well, the the answer is fairly obvious, but so they didn't really figure out the bathrooms and the gates and the tickets and the food and the sanitation, and it was pretty chaotic, and it all went pretty well, which is why everybody's so... Uh, starry-eyed, reminiscing about the whole thing. It really was kind of peace, love, and understanding in rock and roll for a very long time. There were problems, but it all came off okay for chaos. Um, But the one thing they got right is they had uh, the uh, capacity to tape and film like everything. And they got it right, which is amazing, which is why there have been such great documentaries, and you've seen so many great performances from what was essentially chaos. Well, Rhino Records, Rhino, is releasing a 10-CD, 5-LP, 3-CD digests. Those are the edits, Jack. Those are the, for those who are just somewhat interested, the 10-CD set, or the 3-CD. But they're also releasing a what's described here as a fascinating, exhaustive, and sometimes exhausting 38-CD set. I think it's Everything, everything that was played at that rock festival takes full advantage of live microphones, constantly rolling tape from both backstage and on stage. Um, even has the between set announcements, which if you've ever heard them, because there are no cell phones, there are no pagers, there's nothing. It's a long string of Joe Getty, Joe Getty, your friends are looking for you. Meet them at the uh, whatever. Meet them at the second tower on my left. Joe Getty, the second tower. Jack Armstrong. Jack, your wife's looking for you. Boy, who Meet her at the bathrooms. The women's bathroom. And I can get that on CD? Positive Sean. And yeah. listen to it whenever I want. Right. And the warning's about all the bad acid. And it's not just the famous brown acid from the Woodstock film. There are all sorts of bad actors uh, selling bad drugs to people, but... Yeah, I, and also you didn't know this: the constant war of "sit down, stand up," which went on for days, a concert staple. <laughs> I uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff from the '60s I think could not possibly be more overrated. And uh, when when the generation that that meant something to dies off, it will be lost to history because it doesn't mean a freaking thing. The, I like the music fine. There's some good music in in the, the whole Woodstock concert that I've mm-hmm. listened to a million times. But the, the the importance of it zero zero importance in history. It will be lost forever. Well, I was reading big freaking deal. If I never heard another word about it, I would I would pay to never hear another word about Woodstock in my life. So John Perellis, who is there, who still writes for the utterly unreadable yet still good New York Times in some ways. Um, He's got a great uh, article, Woodstock at 50, the contradictions, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I think my favorite favorite sentence from this, if I can find it, was that what appeared to be a a political force and a movement and a culture just became a demographic. 
to right. be marketed to. Sure. Which of is course. fine, but that's what it was. I remember being young. Music seems like it's so freaking important. And right. then when you get older, you realize eh, it's not that important. <laughs> it's enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. It's great. It soothes the soul. I'm still the music freak that I was as a kid, but I don't take it very seriously. But it's, it's, not, it's not changing a lot of minds on a lot of issues. No. Or any. Mm, maybe you haven't heard this one that's changing hearts and minds across America. Americans are slow to wake up. Once we do wake up, we slam it like nobody's business. Slam it. Slam it. I'm running for president because it is time for this generation of Americans to slam it. Yes, I want that on my phone for my alarm in the morning. Oh, Mar- I love that. I'm energized. Every time I hear it, I'm energized. Marianne Williamson. I like the really high ones. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if she was president? Yes, I can. Every morning it'd be like some horrifying dictatorship, but instead of compliance is mandatory. No, she'd say, "Hey, America, let's slam it. We slam it like nobody's business. Slam it. Slam it. Slam it. You're walking in your car, your train, whatever. You think I am gonna slam it? I'll throw you down these stairs like a pump. No, Chris Cuomo, you're wrong. She's right. You get up in the morning, you're going to slam it. I would call up the president of New Zealand and say, girlfriend, <laughs> please be on the stage for the next debate. Please, please, please. What does it take? Holster calls me. I know what I'm telling him. Marianne Williamson. That's for me and my wife. 